0: Hi. Thank you for listening to Intuition Your First Sense. This is Vicki. Welcome back. If this is a follow-up episode, welcome to the show if this is the first time you're listening. It's so fun for me to hear from people all over the world who are enjoying this process and learning that intuition isn't this far out, woo-woo, only used when sitting in a circle singing Kumbaya and Oming. It's used for everyday practical expression of our lives. And it's something that's so inherent within all of us, no matter where we live, how we grew up, What our influences are or where we're striving to be, intuition is there and it's something that we can access. It's not something that everybody does access, but we can access it. And I love talking about it, obviously, and I invite your questions and your suggestions for show topics and how I can help you to be living via your first sense, which is intuition, and then embrace the others and have them come into it. This podcast was designed for that to help you feel maybe a bit more balanced in life and to answer those questions of how come I feel a certain way? Um, how come I'm feeling in the first place? <laughs> Am I over feeling? Am I experiencing a knowing? All of those questions merged in with coaching, and everyday life that hopefully creates a community and a feeling of support for you, um, especially in this time where a lot of us are individually still working on our own and living on our own. It does get a little bit tricky, doesn't it, to navigate and to understand what we're experiencing without that bouncing off place. So one of the topics I've heard a lot this year from new clients coming in is the ever used expression of, I feel stuck. And this is one of my favorite sayings. And the reason for that is I often find that when people say they're stuck, they're not really stuck. That it's something that they're experiencing a feeling of stagnation perhaps, or they're feeling like they just don't have direction or don't know where they're going. But typically if we're really stuck, someone has to point out the fact that we haven't moved off the couch in a while or we've been saying the same statement over and over and over again. Usually by the time someone reaches out to me, they aren't really that stuck or you aren't really that stuck. So hopefully that will help you to clarify to feel a little bit less defeated even because that is one of the things that often comes with it is this inner critic voice that's saying you should know what to do you're an adult but honestly (laughs) I've been adult for much longer than I wasn't considered an adult and there are times where I have no clue what I'm doing, um, which is where I depend on my intuition to guide me. Um, But it also will help me to understand that I am not likely to be stuck because energy is always in motion. And if we're made up of energy, therefore, can we really be stuck? Unless you're in those old 70s shows where everybody kept getting stuck in quicksand every episode. I'm a little disappointed. There's not as much quicksand, but I think also good that there's not as much quicksand. Um, but before I digress too far, why do you feel you are stuck? If you've used this statement, or if you haven't used it yet, these are some things that will help you to, to decipher if you truly are stuck. Because you know, I also don't think that we can argue what someone is feeling. We can help to clarify it. But if someone is saying they feel stuck. I think It's good to honor that um, without coming right out and saying, you're not stuck. Chill out. (laughs) But why do you feel you are stuck? Is it because there's non-movement there? There's a feeling of that stagnation or that almost treadmill, as much as I love my treadmill. um, It can feel like that, like you're on the proverbial hamster wheel, just going round and round and round. So, is it because there's non movement in a particular area or goal or direction that you'd like to take? And going against probably every coaching protocol that's out there, including sometimes my own, is that so bad? Like maybe you need a rest. Maybe you're not stuck. Maybe you're tired. Maybe you're bored with the subject matter and that needs clarification, but maybe you're exhausted and you just need to pause for a moment and admit that you are so that you can stop the treadmill, stop the hamster wheel, and maybe get some clarity about where you are so that that can further define whether you are stuck or not. This isn't about excuses. When I say is it so bad to just pause? It's not, by the way. It's not about an excuse. Oh, Vicky said that I'm not stuck, I just need to pause. I just need to not do anything for such and such a time. That is not what Vicky's saying. Vicky is saying to discern. Is it a temporary situation? Is it a moment of you've been running constantly? for however long and you just need a stinking break. So if that's the case, honor that and set a time frame. Decide that you're not doing anything new for the week, that you're going to allow things to just kind of simmer or just coast for a little bit. And Make sure that you're checking in that you're not avoiding something and you'll know when you're avoiding, just get in touch with that gut sense, right? That psychic sense that's in that solar plexus. If you're avoiding something, usually your gut will be the first one to say, excuse me, but this doesn't feel right. And then you can just listen to that. But if you do need a rest, please take it. You know, it's like when you work out, you don't work out seven days a week because your muscles need time to rest. You can be in movement. That doesn't mean you just, again, sit on the couch and do nothing. But are you avoiding something rather than actually simply your body and your mind and your spirit asking for a temporary pause? If that's not the case, if it's not a case of, yeah, I really am tired and I could use a little bit of break now, perhaps there's a belief behind that feeling of stuckness. I don't know if that's a word, but we're going to make it one. Is there a belief that's behind that? Is there something going on that is acting as a block or a place of non-movement? And if you're someone who is a feeler, if you're clairsentient, if you were have a super empathic wiring, you can often feel within your own self. If something is blocked. For me, it always feels like I'm trying to move forward, but there's this gale force wind that's pushing me back and it creates a counter force and I'm not able to step forward. And when I feel that, I know that I'm bumping into something that I need to pay attention to. And maybe I need more information about the situation, or perhaps I have a belief on board that is acting as a an It's like driving with the gas and the brake on at the same time. It's acting as that resistance. And then I will often ask myself, okay, what's the belief that's going on here? And is there one? A lot of the times our beliefs are learned from others, usually our family and society. And is there a belief inside is a great question to ask. And then asking, is it my belief? Because again, a lot of the times it can be someone else's belief, not even ours, but something we adopted along the way. So perhaps you were taught that success only comes through working hard or that success or happiness or the ability to travel or anything that you could possibly put out there is for other people. It's not for you or it's not for your family type or it's not for people who come from where you come from as far as history and your background and everything. Is there a societal belief in there um, that prevents you from moving forward? Um, It's important to do the inventory. Don't judge it and don't feel like you have to (laughs) Change the world simply by acknowledging that, yep, I have that belief in there. Now, you may go on to help change that belief in society, and that would be amazing. And so I'd be grateful if there is one that's blocking that you came up with some great ideas to help shift, but don't take that on as your mission until you know what your belief is and until you shift that belief. Um, I saw this past weekend, I was in um, a local town and just kind of waiting outside while someone else went into the store. And there was somebody carrying a protest sign and it was against a certain belief. (laughs) And rather than get into it, I so wanted to walk over to him and say, do you understand how energy works? If you're protesting against that thing, you're actually making that bigger. So if you're resisting a belief, you're actually making it bigger. So his message to make it clear was that um, the Bible, something subjugates women or something along those lines. And I wanted to say to him, instead of beating that down, instead of being against the Bible, let it stand, let it be, and then shift your message to how you could support women then rather than standing here and just reiterating what we already know, number one, um, and using your time to hold up the sign while I admire that. I so admire that. I feel like in his own way, he was feeling stuck because maybe he didn't know what the next step was. Maybe he didn't know what to do, but I wanted to say to him, energy flows where attention goes. So if you're paying attention to what's not working, you're going to get more of that. So you can address what's not in alignment, but flip it, get to the place of, um, while yes, it is important that we are aware of what's being suppressed and held back, we're really only going to change it by looking to how to shift it, how to change it, how to create new beliefs around it or laws or or messages. So there may be a message within, and perhaps there was for this gentleman, that struggle is necessary. We have to fight. We have to struggle through something in order for it to be worth it. And I just don't think that's right. Um, I think... Effort is sometimes fun. Um, like this weekend, I was actually able to do uh, 20-something push-ups, regular push-ups. And I have been working on that since I, I you know, since I even knew what a push-up was, but most especially since I separated my shoulder a year and a half ago, almost two years ago now. And to finally get it, like the effort that it took to get there feels monumental, but it feels really good. And While there were times where I was struggling with it and and I'm not immune to this stuff, I practice what I teach, absolutely. So as I was finishing up as many pushups as I could do in a minute properly, the effort of it felt wonderful because I was able to be proud of myself for hanging in there and not listening to the belief in my head that I'll never be able to do a regular pushup. So if you do have a belief in there, in your head that you are stuck. That's a belief. I am stuck. Um, Shifting that can really help. Um, You could do something along the lines of a statement of, I have proof I am not stuck. I can move my feet. My feet are not stuck. I use this to choose my next micro movement because just common sense will tell you that if you're feeling stuck, well then move something, shift something but then decide what is your micro movement? You can't just choose it in your head. You have to actually do it too. And this is one of the things that I see in coaching a lot and in my own life, trust me, is that people have all these great ideas, but there's no date on the calendar or there's no accountability. I just set new goals for myself in the physical aspect and then (laughs) left the session. And about three days later realized we never set dates. I have to have dates. Um, You know, I can't suggest this stuff and not follow through on it. But I also know that's because the brain loves a calendar. It loves a Date. And I know those are human construct things, but there's still a feeling of uh, success and gratitude and, and self pride and everything that's worth it. So, what could your micro movement be right now? Pick an area of your life where you do feel stuck, and what could the micro movement be? And once you choose that, where is the next check in date? I'm not saying success date, I'm saying check in date. So do you need a week to get this mindset there and then check in in a week to see how it's going? Because your inner critic, whenever we decide that we're going to step forward and apply our attention and effort somewhere, typically the inner critic will have something to say about it. That cute little bugger that lives in the head. Um, And that's okay. The more we get light about the different voices in our head and the challenges. And the more you get to know them, actually they calm down. So your inner critic, otherwise known as your subconscious, is really just trying to keep you safe. So the kinder you are to it, the more likely it is going to um, dissipate. It's going to become quieter. So be kind to it. Um, Have like a, shh, it's okay, I got this. And, but listen to it, listen to what it's saying, because sometimes it has a really good insight to, to who you are and what the block or belief could be. And once you have a conversation with your inner critic and you get to understand why it's speaking up like that, you can have some peace and then you can decide what the next micro movement is. Now, I've actually done this and I've suggested this to many people is pick a chair, put another chair across from it, or if your living room is set up as such that you have couches facing each other, have your inner critic sit on one, you sit on the other, and have the conversation with it. Ask it, so what exactly is your conflict here? What are you saying could be the problem? Uh, Let it bring to light every possible scenario so that, you can hear it, you can counter it, you can come up with a plan. Because most of the time when we're feeling quote unquote stuck, we actually just lack a plan. There's just nothing there that is concrete enough for our brain to take action on. And then once there is, you can start to to do that. So don't be afraid to have a conversation. I know typically the message is, is, is if you're hearing voices, well, you could be clairaudient, you could be picking up the spirit world. But if you're hearing voices, it's not always encouraged. I encourage it because I think the more that you get to know your thoughts and your innermost feelings, it streamlines and there's just less chatter in there, I promise. I used to have this head that it's it could be pretty critical still of myself, um, but it's a rare moment when it does that. And it used to run all the time, constantly about how I didn't measure up or how I wasn't smart enough, or who did I think I was to become a coach, or any of these statements. You know, you're not immune if you're in this business <laughs> to this this process, uh, but I will tell you, by doing these methods that I talk about, it is rare. And it usually comes up when I'm embarking on something new. So you can also take those conversations outside your head and have a conversation with a friend or a coach therapist, coworker, if it's a project that you feel stuck on, or, you know, your assistants or anyone that your contractors, whomever you're working with, again, right now where everybody's working, not everybody, but most people are working remotely. And I don't think that's going to change. Intuitively, I think we were headed there. I felt like we were headed there in the next six or seven years. And this whole process of COVID just put it on a very, you know, on the Concord or something and sped it up. So I feel like a lot of companies that have had to deal with this are going to continue to do it because it does cost less for them. No more buildings with the lights on all the time, which is good for our earth too. But, um, but have that, reach out, do that Google Meet, FaceTime, Zoom, smoke signals, whatever conversation you can have with another coworker, another being, a person. <laughs> uh, you know, how about you? But I just have the rabbit here and he's not the best conversationalist. So but if you can have that bouncing off, you'll often be able to tell, oh, I wasn't stuck. I just needed more information. And then there can be an ease that happens with that that will give it will allow you to give yourself permission to take the next step. And then you can also identify if that doesn't come up, are you afraid to move forward? Are you concerned? Is there some part of your subconscious that is afraid of success? I find that more people that I work with have a block or a fear about success than they do of failure. Because there really isn't failure unless you don't get back up. And every one of us to, well, I I can't do such a blanket statement, but the majority of us have experienced falling down and getting back up in some regard. And therefore, I think we're actually a little bit more comfortable with that than we are of the idea that we may be wildly successful. And that could be that you used all of the salad dressing in your fridge before it went bad. Um, I like to, <laughs> I like to have small goals because then it feels like you're practicing success everywhere. Um, so are you afraid to move forward? Because there may actually be some success energy there. And maybe your subconscious, your heart, or your gut, something is afraid that it will have to be at that high level of, Attainment all the time. And that's not the case. We're, you know, we roll as humans. Uh, we ebb and flow, but sometimes when the brain gets a hold of an idea, oh my goodness, does it tell stories? So is there a fear that you'll actually do something really well? And do you have to have a conversation with that to say, I hear you. I understand that this is a lot. And yet, Um, I'm excited to do it. I'm excited to take this on. I'm excited to learn something new, whatever it is. I know a lot of people are starting gardens right now in the Northeast, starting their seed packs inside and their starter plants. And so many more people are talking about doing it this year. And that's exciting to me because they haven't, a lot of them that I've talked to anyway, haven't done gardens before. And I just can't wait until that little plant pops up through the dirt and they get to experience that because it is just amazing. You really do feel like and you get reminded that there is magic in our world. There's no magic wand. You still have to do the work, but there is magic that can happen. And watching those little shoots come up can feel like you can accomplish anything. And I would use that as an example, much like not everyone will come up and be prolific plants. It's just the numbers game, but uh, you can have success in that area and have it correlate to the other areas of your life too. So I know I'll use, and I experience the feeling of stuck stagnation when I want to put out something new. Like I have a course that'll be launching very soon, self-guided with me in there for live Q and A's. And while I am very confident I can teach this material, I've been doing it for 20 years, know it, inside and out and I love that each new group brings new information. I will still f- I have still felt like I just can't get to something I'll feel stuck about uh, about it or I'll avoid it. I've had all the feels through this whole process and there was a point in there where I realized It wasn't that I was procrastinating or actually stuck on anything. It was that I was waiting for new information and to do the fourth module. And I got that. I knew intuitively I didn't have the fourth module nailed the way I wanted it to. um, Because I want it to be a course that is inspiring and yet gives the message that you have to do this. I can't do it for you. And I was talking with one of my amazing clients and it came to me and I literally said to her, you just wrote my fourth module doing this session with you. I got one liner and that helped me completely work it through. So if I hadn't worked through some of these feelings of knowing what true avoidance feels like, knowing what procrastination feels like, I don't think I would have trusted In my own knowing that there, I just didn't have all the information. And once that information came, I was able to write it out, script it out and record it. So coming soon (laughs) to an email box for you. That's why some of this, these exercises and I talk about them are so important because being able to discern what is in your intuitive knowing and what is your beautiful brain doing to try to protect you. And we have to be able to practice this and discern it. It's important, it's necessary, it's imperative that you understand your own feelings and your own inner dialogue. From there, once you've been able to do that, you can ask, or a way to work around that feeling of stuckness is what does it look like to move forward? What the heck does that even mean? What is the dream? What is the intention? For those that are having gardens, what are the intentions? Are you putting flowers in? Are you doing fruits? Are you doing vegetables? Are you doing both? Um, Will you be planting kale? Please do not suggest that I eat it because I don't want it. Thank you for offering. But what is your intention? You you have to plan that ahead. And those same skills apply to every area of your life. People make life too hard. Every area of your life <laughs> can really be um, applied by getting the idea, knowing what the dream is, uh, doing a little bit of visualization Allowing yourself to paint a picture in your mind and allow it to wander so that you can feel any resistance to it. Talk it out again. You know, maybe something has moved, but there's still a need to talk at the next level. When you're inside your head, it's literally like being trapped in a building with no exits. So you have to leave, choose a door, leave, and then wander around in a different area of the neighborhood or the town rather than being trapped in your own head because it's just too hard, it's just too hard. And then you can't figure out where the inconsistencies are. So being able to paint a picture in your mind and allow it to wander, but let it leave the building, please. And then when you're doing that, consider the worst case scenario. Go there. Let your brain go there. Let your brain look at what is the worst case scenario. I could launch this course and no one signs up. That's not a horrific worst case scenario for me because that would just give me some feedback to say, this is not the subject that you thought people wanted. Um, You might want to tweak it. But I still would have all of the work that I'm doing behind the scenes and setting up the computer system that can handle it, the software, the virtual assistants, the building out of my um, processes. That would not be a loss or for naught. That would still be applicable to landing on a subject matter and having a successful course with that subject matter. Although I know this subject matter is gonna fly because I know you wanna know your soul. So consider the worst case scenario though, because once you do that, your brain can feel like it's been heard and your psyche will feel like you understand it. And it will allow you to let all that stuff go. It doesn't have to run in the background anymore. And then you're going to create, and you're going to consider rather, well, create it too, the best case scenario. what is could possibly go so well that, you're just absolutely doing the gleeful dance and doing the happy dance for me oh it would be the live q and as where people are Um, calling in and we're having laughs and conversation. And I'm introducing you to your soul so that you get to dance in the joy that is the soul. And you get to understand the hilarity of being human. And we get to raise the vibration of the universe. So this is me doing the best case scenario for my course. And of course that it makes money because, you know, this business (laughs) has expenses. And that's a reality too. So you're looking at the best case scenario, the ability to have the funds to create more and more classes online so that we just spread this intuitive knowing further and further so that we can feel whole as humans. So what's your best case scenario? What is it that whatever you're feeling stuck around If you allow it to dream, if you allow it to grow up and be whatever it wants to be, what does it want to be? Separate it from yourself. Ask what's the best case. And then what often will happen, again, is that subconscious will calm down and you will be operating less from your subconscious, which is the gotta be in charge of everything, make sure everything's okay, look out for saber-toothed tigers chasing us. And the conscious mind will take up more space. The calm, the planning, the um, place of surety, the knowing, the adventurous, can be the one that is your primary operating source. So if you allow these habits and processes to come about, then you could be living in a more conscious space. You will be living in a more conscious space. And if you need some questions to ask it, like I know some people say, well, have a conversation with yourself. And it's like dead air. (laughs) Or you're like, well, I asked it a question, but I got nothing back. So how about these questions? How about, I came up with ah, five or six here that could... um, help you out maybe a little more. How fulfilling would it be to experience whatever you are contemplating in process? And notice I said in process and not completed. Slow your roll. People want to jump to the finish line, but the race, the run in the middle can be so much fun, so enjoyable and often is. So how fulfilling would it be to experience whatever you are contemplating As it's in process feel it experience it visualize it do all that before you take a little bit of action this can help you get your feet unstuck from that glue trap if you could have it right now whatever it is that in the area that you're feeling stuck and it doesn't have to be business it can be uh, that you would like the dishes done every night or that you would like to be in relationship or you would like to run that half marathon or marathon. If you would have it right now, what would it take for that to happen? What are the micro movements that need to happen? Sit down, write them down, take the action, feel it out. Most of the time, we just need a plan. We just need something that, allows us and gives our brain permission to move forward but first feel it out that's where manifesting is you know it's not in the head or the affirmations or the intentions even for the day as much as i love that process you have to feel it for it in order for it to to manifest if you knew you would succeed if you knew okay this is a go what would you do? And you may have to look at your own wiring and see, am I afraid of success? And if it is, address that. But if you do have a feeling that, nope, I'm afraid I'm gonna fall right on my face so I don't even wanna try, well then what if you knew that there was a complete surety that you would succeed? What would your next step be? And what would your soul self tell you to do? Remember that your soul came here so excited to be able to walk around in this human self. It came here so lit up, so thrilled to experience the mobility of the human mind, body, and spirit. So think from a place of excited and from an experience of that aspect of you that believes you can do anything what would your soul self tell you what to do? Write that down. Because a lot of those times when we're talking to our soul self and to spirit, the information will come in. But if you don't land it in this realm, I promise you, oh my goodness, you will be 10 minutes later thinking, what was that brilliant statement I just made? Because I do it still on a weekly basis. So write it down. And then what is that next step? You gotta take it. I mean, there is no, there's no, magic in this world, but there's no magic wand. That's just going to bibbity bobbity boo, put it in place for you. Um, so, what is it? And then, what will you do to get closer to that dream? The next step, the goal. By when? What's your date? Put a date on it. <laughs> you know that song, Should Have Put a Ring on It? You should have put a date on it. That's why it didn't come to fruition. There was no date. So, put a date on him. Dates can be flexible. But again, watch your excusometer if you're postponing, not because you want to tweak it so that it's in a more concise, clear, um, or you know, say you were working on that half marathon and you had to rehab a hamstring or something, um, you might need to postpone the date a little bit, and that's fine but get something in that calendar, on that calendar, if you're still using paper. Um, stuck is really a state of mind. And it's a state of mind that can be debilitating, uh, can have you operating in a loop, and it can have your neural pathways <laughs> all twisted up inside your brain. So, you know, you could book an appointment, I'm, I'm here to help, I would love it. Um, but if You recognize when that feeling of stuck comes up, it's a state of mind. And (laughs) maybe you just need to move out of that state. It seems like the taxes are too high. (laughs) Move out of whatever state of stuckness that you're living in and actually address it as that. Have some humor around it. Picture the U-Haul truck showing up and moving the stuff out. Uh, That will help you to address but also accept that occasionally we are going to feel that we are running in place Um, and it's okay and again perhaps you need a pause but if you try one, two, three of these things I promise you you will see some movement and you will feel the energy start to shift around you And once there's a conscious agreement that I'm not stuck, I can move, my arm moves, my feet moves, my brain moves, my desire shifts. Um, Once that is there, you'll feel a more connectedness and it will increase your intuitive abilities. So while it feels very productivity-based in what I've been talking about, truthfully, It's about being and feeling so capable within yourself that you move through life with an excitement of what you'll learn next or what you might experience or what you might know, which is exactly what your soul came for. Thank you so much. This is one of my favorite subjects um, because I love helping people to realize that they weren't really stuck in the first place. They simply needed encouragement, more information or a process. And I do hope that you experience those here and please reach out and let me know what you think at coach Vicky Baird across all social media platforms or VickiBaird.com. If you want to know what I'm up to next, thank you. And I'll see you in the next episode. Thank you for listening to Intuition, Your First Sense. I'm so grateful to have you here. It's like a gift to me every week. And speaking of gifts, did you know that you can purchase gift certificates on my website, VickiBaird.com, for yourself, for others? You can purchase coaching packages and gift those out. So please head on over to VickiBaird.com and purchase your electronic gift certificate.